I want to welcome all of you to our podcast, From My Kitchen Table, which is both inspired and created by our successful and award-winning Women Create magazines. For those of you who do not know me, I am Jo Packham, a small-town homegrown girl who had no big dreams of being the creator and editor-in-chief of your magazines, Where and What Women Create, among which we have profiled over 745 women from around the world in over 265 books and magazines. I am so thankful that you are here joining us today. Our podcast, which is for and all about you, will be coming to you weekly. So please listen on your platform of choice. The guests we have are visionaries who consist of artists, designers, foodies, and entrepreneurs each taking us through the ups and the downs of living a creative life. I will be introducing you to those in our industry, some well-known and some you have never met. These women have crafted amazing works of imagination, transformed cooking and baking into an art form, built successful businesses, inspired entire communities, and each has a story to tell of perseverance and triumph that will help each of us on our own personal journey. So welcome to From My Kitchen Table. This is the place to come together, to learn, and to share the passion, the process, the inspiration, the wisdom, and the journeys of living a creative life. It is an especially nice day for me, one that actually is something that I've dreamed of my entire life, and that is a mother-daughter team who are working together. They're going to explain to you exactly how that works, but it's Lori Siebert, who you all know, and Kinsey Elston, her daughter, who you will come to know as well as you know Lori. Um, it is an honor for me, my very first time, to interview two people at the same time. So I hope we give you the perspective of both sides. We interviewed, Lori was on our, from my kitchen table before, so she's on womencreate.com. This is the two of them together. And then we are going to interview Kinsey by herself so that we get all perspectives of working with your mother and working by yourself. So I'm going to begin by reading their bios. And I say this every single time, I'm so sorry to be redundant, but if this is your first time, I read the bios because I would be horrified if I said something incorrectly about what these phenomenal women have accomplished in their careers. And so if it sounds like I'm reading it, it is because I am reading it. And I'm going to read both bios and then I will introduce you to our guests. Lori Siebert began her design business in 1987, just three years after graduating with a degree in graphic design. With her husband, Steve, as her business partner, she spent the first 20 years focused on branding, packaging, and print materials for clients like Target, Nickelodeon, and Bath and Body Works. Her studio also spent a few years doing environmental graphics for the city of Cincinnati and for Universal Studios in Florida. About 14 years ago, her design firm switched focus to art licensing. Lori and her designers create art, pattern, and product concepts for licensing with a variety of manufacturers. These designs have been featured on ceramics, wall decor, stationery, rugs, pillows, all kinds of gift and home decor products. Today, Steve and Lori's daughter, Kinsey, is working with them as a designer. 
Lori is looking forward to supporting Kinsey and licensing while she concentrates on her loves painting, making, and hosting art retreats in gorgeous locations. To sum it up, Lori is creatively curious and a legend as a mixed media artist, product designer, and creative retreat host. And Lori has been a good friend for a long time. So it is an honor for her to be on my show twice. So now let me introduce you to Kinsey Elston, who is a born creative who loves color, whimsy, and all things floral. With a degree in graphic design, she works for her parents' small design firm, Olika, who licenses art to a variety of companies. Outside of illustrating, Kinsey is a notorious collector of sketchbooks, antique chotskis, and novels. And she lives for daily dance parties with her six and four-year-old sons. So now let me introduce you to both Lori and Kinsey, and we're going to start a conversation that I think you're going to enjoy. Thank you for coming to my podcast from my kitchen table, you two. It's a, it's a party with Joe. <laughs> so excited. I, I don't know about your side of the party, but my side of the party has all kinds of drinks and food over here. <laughs> no, no drinks or food. I need to work on that. I know. I had my two cups of coffee. <laughs> well, that's a good start. That's yeah. Lori, I'm going to let you start. Um, we have your first podcast all about you and your business and all of that. So if you don't mind, I would like you to focus on when, when your dream started of working with your daughter, how that all came to fruition, you know, those kinds of things. And then Kinsey, don't feel intimidated to interject whenever you want to correct your mother's memories. You know, <laughs> one thing I know about mothers and daughters is that they often remember things very differently, even though they were both there at the same time. And so you both have a voice in what happened and um, how it progressed. So Lori, let's start with you. Well, we has been uh, drawing together ever since Kenzie was a little girl. We would, you know, we would do these things where I would start a drawing and then she would finish it or I don't know, we were out on the sidewalk drawing with chalk uh, and she, I, I was one of those moms that got her into, as my mom did for me, um, got her into different places to take different kinds of art lessons since she was a little girl. Um, I once had a friend accuse me of uh, maybe steering her in this direction, but I think that's natural of a parent to share their loves with their children. So I just always did. And she seemed to always have an interest in it. Um, more than our son did. Our son likes to likes to create, but he likes to. He's he's just a different different person, different makeup. And Kenzie just sparked to this. So all through school, she she took art, and I don't know that our we ever said to each other that we would work together one day, or I don't know if we did. I don't know if you remember if we did, Ken's, but. Um, it just sort of happened where she went to the same university that I went to for college. She even had some of the same professors that I had who all retired when she graduated and even did some of the projects that I did, although I did them by hand painting with placa or, We still know. did a lot of them by hand. Like uh, 
Well, you mostly did computer where we didn't no, use computers in, at all. Not in school. I mean, we did the, I had to paint my key with Plaka oh. <laughs> and I created my cube out of foam core. So we did the same thing. I guess those old guys didn't change much over the years. No, honestly, I learned a lot. I mean, I did do some digital things in school, but a lot of the digital work that I learned was when I was co-oping. Well, actually, I think the premise of the, the program we both went through, it, it was really great in two ways. One, it really taught problem solving. Um, so you can apply that to really any project and, and also systems and just ways to make, make it through a project. And then also it had the co-op program where it's a five-year program, but you alternate work and school. So you're actually getting work experience when you're in college. So Ken's had some really great experiences and my husband is really responsible for when she graduated. Um, I think at that point she did want to work with us, um, but she never, well, you co-opt with us once, I think, because so, you were supposed to, yeah, tell that story. Yeah, so, um, my very first co-op, I was supposed to, I had gotten a job in New York City. And one of the things I was most excited about with the co-op program was being able to travel and experience new cities. Well, this was, it was in 2009. And so like the economy had like basically just crashed. And so I had the job offer it had been like a few weeks I was planning to go and then they called me like a week before I was supposed to leave and said they couldn't take me anymore because the economy was too bad so they couldn't take on any extra work to pay people even interns I'm like I'll take anything <laughs> like just pay me something <laughs> but um it all worked out because I mean at that point it was too late to find a different job Luckily, I had a design agency in my back pocket that I could just <laughs> slide right in. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Some people might see that as like me taking advantage of like having a mom that's in the creative field, but I never really thought like that. I mean, yes, it was at my disposal, but it also like working there that quarter, I think that was when I really decided like this is the work that I want to be doing. So my ultimate goal was to work for them down the road. I don't know if I ever like said that to you, but yeah. I think that that was kind of the quarter that I decided this is what I want to do. I also, yeah. um, you know, I would have traveled potentially like a different quarter, but that quarter that I ended up staying in Cincinnati was the quarter that I met my now husband. So once we, like everything just kind of fell into place and um, I never would have met him if I had been in a different city, so. <laughs> it all works out, the grand yeah. plan. It always so. does. Kinsey, let me back you up just a sec. Sure. So when your mom talks about, you know, she always did art projects with you and always put a pencil in your hand and all those kinds of things, did you? grow up loving doing what your mom did or did you do it because she was your mom no I mean I always I think it, I just have that gene like I just wanted to always be drawing I will say as I grew older I've kind of learned that I I am not a fine artist like in the sense that I like I prefer to work digitally I've never been great with painting or or um 
doing a lot of things. Like I like to be able to draw with an eraser as much as drawing with <laughs> the um, color. But um, that's, I think that having or growing up in that environment kind of fueled me more so than like made me feel like pressure to do it. Although I do remember drawing with her, even when she was little, she was always saying, you draw better than I do. And I was, <laughs> and I was always saying to her, I've been doing it my whole life. That's why <laughs> I mean, it's, I've had a lot of practice. Yeah. My son says that to me now too. So it's like full circle <laughs> and I'm yeah. the same things. I've been doing it a lot longer. <laughs> Yeah, but Nash is quite an artist himself. It's yes. pretty cool to watch yeah. that. My six-year-old loves to draw. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. And he but, recently asked, <laughs> we always let him choose like what activity he wants to do next. And this time he chose a sculpture class. So I'm trying to find a sculpture or like pottery wheel class for our six-year-old at the moment. <laughs> I'm surprised he knows what that is, right? <laughs> I know. Well, we did yeah. um, like a clay class together, he and I, where we built stuff with clay and then painted it and it was fired and glazed. So um, I think that's kind of what started it. But <laughs> Nice. Okay, yeah. Lori, back to your story. I had to interrupt to get a little history. Okay, so when she graduated, I mean, she had other co-op jobs too at other places, but when she graduated, it was my husband who really wanted her to work someplace else before she worked for us full time. And I think that was such a good thing to do because I think working for the branding firm that she worked with right when she graduated, well, she co-op there too, mm -hmm. and they hired her on when she graduated. But I think that gave her a lot of confidence in herself because, um, people loved her work and they loved her there and she was very well respected and I think her confidence really grew and I think that was really important because I as her mom tell her all the time how talented she is how beautiful she is you know all those things yeah. but you know it's different when you hear those things from other people yeah an outside source <laughs> um so tell yeah. us about your job when you worked for somebody else tell us sure. about so that it was a it was a branding consultancy for um, PNG. Well, they do a branding work for a lot of companies, but one of their biggest clients was PNG. So I was on what they called the print and pattern team there, um, and we I designed like the actual physical Pampers diapers and the physical always pads. Sometimes packaging, but mostly I was doing the graphics that are on the diapers themselves. Oh my it, God. Was, it was really fun. I mean, it was, I learned a lot. Um, the people that I worked with there were great. Everyone was really lovely and nice and very talented. And um, I'm really, I'm thankful for the experience. Like I am glad that I worked there right out of school because like she said, it is different hearing that you have what it takes from an outside source. <laughs> so was that a paying job or was that an internship? Yeah. Well, I interned there and then I um, was hired on full-time right out of school. And then I worked there for about six years before, or well, I think it was six years total, including the time that I co-opted there. Because essentially I would work there half of the year because I would do two quarters there and then two quarters in school. 
So. But you're getting paid. That's the difference of yeah. the co-op program. When you're, paid you're working, like an actual employee. Yeah. I mean, you have to submit your resume, you have to interview, you have to get the job and then they pay you. So it's yeah. really like a real job. Yeah. So what made you leave? Um, there were a few things I got, I was pregnant with my son, my first son. And, um, I just always knew in the back of my head that, well, I told you like when I co-opt for that, my parents for the first quarter, that was when I kind of decided like, this is the work that I want to be doing. Um, and just the branding world and more of a corporate setting was not really for me. Some people thrive in it. I am not one of those people. <laughs> so Lori, how did you feel when she came home and said, you know, I'm going to come to work with you all and leave the other, leave my job now? Well, that's something I always wanted to happen because we, we play off one another really, really well. Like I think Kenzie is a really good sounding board creatively she's very decisive in her um uh, art direction so you know I would show her things all the time she would show me things all the time I think we're just good at we're very in sync creatively but different in some ways too mm -hmm. and I think as she's been finding her voice I think the differences are even more more apparent and the things that she gravitates to are different from the things that I gravitate towards, but we all, we both, I don't know, we, we both encourage one another, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, ever, we've been creating for as long as she's been around pretty much. So, <laughs> so it's sort of like a natural transition into us working together. And it's just such a thrill for me it's now to see her really coming into her own and you it, know. Was, it was also gradual like it wasn't like one day I just quit my job and was like okay I'm coming to you now like you know it was more it took some planning and um we kind of all came to the decision together that once I had my first child like after my maternity leave was like the right time because another nice thing is that um you know, working for your parents definitely has some benefits as far as flexibility. And I was, I've only been part-time since I, um, you know, I, I try to really maintain a good homework balance because I want to be here for my kids and um, do have, like as much with them and for them as I can on top of also building my career. And um, so it's been nice because when I first started, I was only working like three days a week, which is kind of what I do now. Well, now I work five days, but it's a shorter day, shorter work day while my kids are at school. <laughs> so it's been nice, like it's been a well-rounded transition because it's helped in all areas of my life, not just like creatively. So I'm assuming you both work from home now because of COVID, yeah. right? Yes, do, you ever, do you ever envision working together in an office situation or a studio situation or do you think you will continue to work separately well we actually were together we sold ours we had a studio for 30 years in downtown cincinnati and we just sold that building this past august 
So that was really the other reason we were working from home. Yeah, uh, it actually she, wasn't, sorry, it wasn't really COVID related. Like we were working together throughout the entire COVID time period because it was just us three and one other guy, my mom, my dad, and one other guy that works for them. So we had our small little bubble that we felt comfortable being around. <laughs> yeah, but she does have an office, which I'm actually sitting in. It's in a big closet in our home, but it has a big window. It's not like we put her in the closet and she's <laughs> in the dark. Um, so we, she has a setup here, but I think she's finding more that she really likes working from home. So mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, so she can come here uh, if she wants to on some days and work from home on the other days. Yeah, I do sometimes miss being around like more people, especially like work, when I did work for the other job there. I mean, there were a lot of people around. So going to something much smaller took some getting used to not like having um, a social work setting so much outside of my parents <laughs> well you were supposed to be our you were supposed to be our social coordinator yeah but i also i mean what am i going to play on family sunday dinners <laughs> <laughs> that works <laughs> or tuesday morning breakfast in the studio right yeah. <laughs> that works bring yeah. donuts <laughs> yeah. uh, three days a week donuts are welcome three days a yes week. so exactly. Lori, the audience can't see but um your background where you're sitting is all white so if it's, it's actually uh it's actually green it's oh. a it's a weird shade of green oh it looks white on the screen but i want to know why there aren't flowers painted all over it and things like well, that um well like i said it's a closet <laughs> But we probably do need to get some kind of a backdrop for podcasts and things because it's pretty barren. Yeah. It looks, it looks very professional and very not arty. It very institutional. Like a, that is a good wall for like a mural or something yeah. that dad would actually allow you to paint because it's, 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 it's in the closet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So let's talk about the um either the likenesses or the differences of the projects that you both like to work on do you you know like Lori let's start with you what kinds of projects do you like to work on well I do everything by hand so I paint sculpt so block print like pretty much any watercolor acrylic all different kinds of medium so my studio as Kenzie will attest is kind of an exploding mess because I <laughs> I have like multiple projects stacked I on was, top of one another I was trying to cut something out in there yesterday and like I I couldn't find anywhere to like move <laughs> I was like <laughs> I mean, like yeah. just to like get around the table I had to like it's pretty leave. bad right now yeah <laughs> there's a lot it, of, it needs it needs a cleanup when the grandsons head to, <laughs> you know the grandsons head to that door and I'm like nope can't go in there yeah it's, it's too dangerous you might fall on something you might get um, swallowed <laughs> yeah but 
I do know where everything is for the most part. And I, I will agree. It's kind of a chaotic mess at the moment. It needs to be tidied up, but <laughs> so I do everything by hand. So I have all kinds of art supplies and just, you know, stuff that I need to make art with. And Ken's works more digitally. So she's way more tidy. In fact, I have a story about her tidiness from years ago when Nash was <laughs> little. I think it was just Nash oh. at the time. And I came over and he wanted to paint and she was trying to keep it really tidy. Well, she left the room. He was just in his diaper and I showed him that he could paint his belly. So when she came back, he had paint all over his body. And she's like, she comes up, she goes, oh, I have to walk away. I just have to walk away. <laughs> I've since gotten better about that. Like, yes, you have. But I also will agree that I... I'm more of a tidy person. <laughs> <laughs> she's a tidy creator. So she, a... Sits, she sits with her, her laptop and her Apple pencil. And I'm you definitely know, a mixture of both my parents because my dad is like tidy to the nth degree. <laughs> and my mom, I mean, her studio, he doesn't walk in there because he has the same reaction. He's like, I'll I let him walk in there. away. <laughs> He did, he'll come in and tell me all the ways he can tidy it up for me. I'm like, nope, you get out, get out. <laughs> but I now let my children paint freely. Like I, uh, we have a kitchen island and a lot of times I'll like tape up a huge piece of butcher paper and let them like use that as their canvas um, on the kitchen island. But, but Holden, Holden always ends up painting himself, his hands yes. or his a face. Or... We're doing messy things. I confine them to the bathtub. <laughs> 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 like, okay, time to move to the tub. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lori, what kinds of, what if you could, I, I think I know the answer to this from previous conversations, but if you could focus on designing one project for just a while, not forever, but one um, like dinnerware, fashion, you know, mm -hmm. greeting cards, what would you like to focus on? What would be your dream to have the perfect um, client who wanted you to design an entire line of? Oh, probably it would be fashion. Uh, I, I've just, I've always been, I didn't, take any kind of sewing lessons so I do sew but I I'm totally a hack um <laughs> so that's one regret that I have that I don't know how to sew because I would I have a dream of creating my own prints and patterns and then making clothing from using those I think that would be so cool that's a good retirement gig yeah some sewing classes well I actually <laughs> yeah I think I might do that. It's on the list. But I recently um, reached out to one of, I, I watch Project Runway religiously and just love it. And so I reached, recently reached out to one of the people that were on it a couple seasons ago, COVID Kapoor is his name. And we start talking, you know, I just told him I admired his work. And then I sent him a DM and I said, would you ever consider doing the collaboration? And he answered me and we had a Zoom call. And so I did design a pattern that he's going to use in a, a look that he's developing for a show 
coming up. So, you know, collaborating with other fashion designers would be really fun too. So well, once you get your foot in the door, then it's easier, right? Have you ever designed yeah. your own line of fabric? I have done fabric, but to be honest, the fabric that I've done in the past is not the kind of fabric that I would love to do. But I, we did an Instagram challenge that was about pattern last November. Um, and Narita Hansen, who has a, fa or a fabric company in Australia, picked a bunch of people to create fabrics for her line with. And I'm not supposed to be a winner in my challenges, but she picked, <laughs> she picked one of mine. And I was so excited. I'm like, okay, I'm doing it, even though I'm not supposed to be a winner. Um, so she's, she is doing one of my, my prints and her fabrics are geared towards fashion more versus quilting. So the scale is larger and that, and a lot of the people she works with, like she's done fabrics with Lisa Congdon and some other really fabulous people. So that that kind of fabric is the kind that I would love to do. Or if I did quilting fabric, I would want it to be more, um, you know, how Amy Butler approached quilting fabrics. I think her scale was larger and um, very modern. And so that's another thing on the list. <laughs> well, it's good to have a list. Kinsey, yeah. how about your list? If you could design one category, what would be your dream? Um, I have always dreamt of writing and illustrating a children's book. Oh. So I would, or even just illustrating a children's book and collaborating with someone on writing it, which is funny because like my um, brother-in-law, he is, he's really funny and he's a cool guy and he He's like, I have this great idea for a book concept and I think that we should work on it together. So maybe someday <laughs> that'll happen. <laughs> but um, that's always been a dream of mine is to illustrate a children's book. I have like a, a youthful, um, I, maybe it's because I have kids and I worked on diapers. I don't know, but. <laughs> that could I be it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a, more of like a kid's kitschy, whimsical aesthetic a lot of times. So so, like and, you, and you love a good pun. And I love puns. I love lettering and wordplay. So um, yeah, I do like to write things. Um, not always the like home messaging as much, but like quippy, funny things. I also, um, I would love to have a greeting card line too. Oh. Which a lot of greeting card companies have reached out to her because of her Instagram. Yeah, I've gotten a few cards through, but I think it'd be cool to do a whole line someday. Well, you just start with one or two, and then if they sell, then they add more and more, and pretty yeah. soon names <laughs> on it, right? And you have your own. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I kind of like, um, I love Natural Life for like the brand natural life for like their messaging and the way they pair the graphics with the messaging. So I kind of sort of view my aesthetic in that realm <laughs> where it can translate to home decor, but also be like prints and more stationary pieces. So I know that you both just went to Atlanta mm -hmm. yes. show and you presented work and I saw Kinsey's Instagram post, right? With the art. So tell us about that experience, what that was like. Do you want to, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. So um, 
I, it was very exciting. And I, I know that um, that was one thing that I was going to talk about is like what I, one of the things I'm most proud of is um, last year was kind of the first year that I've really designed um, like a full collection that was totally and completely mine. Um, I did a few. So I, I did a lot of garden pieces for Studio M, which was the photo that you saw on Instagram. And then I um, have a few collections at Creative Co-op also. So seeing those, like, you know, I, I had, a, I loved creating the art, but it's just a different experience when you actually see it on the product. And like, they had a whole display at Studio M. It was really cool. Yeah. And tell us what some of the product was. Tell, tell the audience what it was. Okay, so at Studio M, it was um, garden flags. Um, they have garden, they call them art poles. So they're like poles that you stick in your garden. They just have art, like pretty art around them. And some of them have like bird baths or bird houses that go on top. So more like outdoor garden pieces, but they also are now um, doing vinyl floor rugs. And I had, I have two or three collections of floor flares that they call it um with them now and then I'm working on like the next round for next year um so quite a bit with Studio M which was really exciting and then um Creative Co-op was more home decor pieces so um like pillows and dishes and I had a whole holiday line there this year um that had like aprons and kitchen pieces and wall pieces to hang up and yeah, so. <laughs> nice, so extensive, not just a piece or two, but you're represented very well. I, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and she is. Okay, so how about you at the show? Were you just cheering on Kinsey or were you presenting, Lori? Well, this, this was a show. Initially, um, I was not even going to prepare a lookbook for myself. Um, I'm just going to share Kenzie's in the meetings. And then also I did a project with Mary Engelbright, which we're going to talk about on another podcast. Um, but I did, since I did have some art that I had done for some of the Instagram challenges, I did put together a few things. So it really ended up this show where both of us walked away with a very long to-do list from, from our clients because they all kind of liked some things from Ken's, they liked some things from me, and we both had our, like I said, we had our to-do list that, you know, now we're still going through and trying to conquer it all, but the thing that was really so fun, we, we weren't even going to go because of the virus, and, you know, it was husband, really bad at that time, my husband was not thrilled about us going, but I had set up all these appointments and Kenzie had worked on her lookbook and we just really wanted to go. And I'm so glad we did because we had great meetings and I get tears in my eyes because, you know, I'm now I can like in meetings, I'm sitting back for portions of the meeting because she's, she's, you know, hosting and asking questions and, you know, I can just sit back and that happened on a zoom call with a client, you know, somebody wants her to do a pretty extensive line and I was on the call but I really didn't even need to be because <laughs> Kenzie Kenzie was you know she was doing the me she was hosting the meeting and asking questions and I just got to sit there and be proud so <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's pretty cool to watch her get excited about seeing her art on product and 
and finding these opportunities for her work to shine on different things. And our, we have a couple of clients now that they don't even really ask for me. They want Kenzie's work, which is, which is fine. My, my, husband no. like, my husband likes to say, you're, what does he say, Ken's? He says, the has been or something. oh, I'm the has been. I'm, I'm, <laughs> which is I'm, so not true. But. Like, you're, you're, we're putting you out the pasture now. He likes to do that, but um, it, it's, it's a really good transition because, you know, I'm moving towards things that have been calling me and she's finding her voice and I don't know. We still yes. don't have a clear picture on because she's always like, when are you going to, when specifically are you going to retire? And what does that look like? And, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I should have a plan, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's tough. <laughs> Sometimes that's one of the challenges working for my parents because they are nearing retirement and we're doing like they are paving the way for me to be able to like represent myself but as far as like the business side of things I don't know what I'm gonna do yet <laughs> that's where I'm like what are we doing <laughs> because well, your dad handles all of the business side is that correct he does and um not to say that I couldn't figure it out but it's just not I just haven't yet so I don't really have a clear vision as to what it's really going to look like yet <laughs> it's really not that hard and I think what what's happening now is you're you're already at a point where you could send an email or pick up the phone and call some of these people and work with them directly without us being involved you know that was that's really the biggest part of you know bringing her into this is she's getting a better and better understanding of what art licensing takes and she's forming her own relationships. And so if she has that in place, like my dad said years ago when I started my own company and I was terrified of the business side, he was like, you don't worry about that. You know, you just keep doing what you do and we'll figure this out. So maybe Jameson will be your billing guy. I don't know, her <laughs> husband too. I don't know if he'd want to take that on on top of working for GE. <laughs> Is that your husband? Yes. If I do think um, artists are often better at the creative side of the business rather than the financial side of the business, because I know we've had conversations, Laura, you and I, where you just want to do a project for the passion of it, or because mm -hmm. it sounds really fun. And the, and the accountants, the number crunchers are like, well, how are you going to get paid for that? And how yeah. much time is it going to take? And, you know, all those questions that you don't want to hear or answer. Right. So. Oh, that's the truth. My husband <laughs> is always saying, so you're going to make money at this how? <laughs> <laughs> so do you ask your dad those kinds of questions, Kinsey? Like, is this project profitable enough should I invest my time in it or do you um, just do it and he picks he takes it from where you're when you're finished it kind of depends some of the things um I'll just do and like then I'm like okay I'm doing this and he'll like kind of grumble <laughs> <laughs> but um he'll usually concede <laughs> but um you know it's a learning process like he'll he'll say like this 
really it's not worth your time but like to mom's point sometimes I think just getting the exposure and um doing something out of passion is also important so um you know I kind of somewhat feel lucky because my husband has a very good job too so um I it's not like I feel the pressure on like weighing me down to like keep making 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 money 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 I can kind of pick and choose what I want to do and still be financially secure. <laughs> so I've heard Lori talk a lot about um, she can create art for uh, to be specific to a company. So you can design in several kinds of styles, right, Lori? I'm not misrepresenting you. That is that is true. Right. So and sometimes you were worried about your own style because you were doing so many other people's different styles. I've heard you, I heard you say that once, I think if I didn't make it um, up. Well, it wasn't necessarily that I was doing different people's styles. It was more um, like the, the, the people, the companies we work with will give us their, um, their trend boards. Right. And, you know, the trend, it's more doing work to the trends so, you know, it could be snowmen and Santas and things like that, that if I were to sit down in my studio one day and decide I want to paint whatever I want, I would not be painting snowmen or Santas. That's, just, <laughs> That's what so. I meant by people. Yeah, companies. I don't want to, people to think that you're imitating other people, but companies have guidelines, right? right. And, and the certain number of products and like you said so many have to have snowmen on them and the team thinks these are really popular so they want you to do those kind of snowmen sometimes well, and things like you know like the farmhouse trend was you know from joanna Gaines just swept through and all the companies wanted farmhouse and they all want something with buffalo plaid or you know there's there's just trends that everyone is trying to find their unique version of um and not all of those trends would be um directions that i would do personally so one of the things that i'm finding through doing the instagram challenges for myself and i'm also hearing other artists say the same thing is that they're they're painting for themselves and you know, really finding their authentic voice more by doing that. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of in my next phase, I, I've been painting more where, or trying to paint more where I'm not asking myself, who is this gonna sell to? Who's gonna buy it? You know, it, are these colors right? I, you know, so taking that part of the equation off has been fun. Mm -hmm. And how about you, Kinsey? Do you do that? Do you, do you think, do you do like your mother has done or do you have a style that you try to sell your specific? I, I kind of think I'm both. So I think um, having the experience in a branding world, I was used to working off of like a style, like a trend board and um, creating the trend boards. And even the, the company that I worked for, we had an entire trends team who their sole job was to distill trends and then figure out the visuals that supported it and then hand those off to the designers. So I definitely feel comfortable being handed a trend board and being able to design to that specific trend, whether it be my like personal aesthetic or not. 
but at the same time I um I kind of have viewed my personal Instagram account through the lens of like I'm just going to draw whatever I want because I want to figure out what my voice is um and you know it has kind of worked out in some areas that like things have gotten picked up and licensed through the Instagram which is exciting because it's like oh I just drew that because I wanted to <laughs> not like because you know it's like somewhat validating that like okay I can't, I'm kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> I tell you that all the time <laughs> I can tell you that if you believe me more than your mom <laughs> <laughs> but I also think like um you know working with companies like Studio M and Creative Co-op and um, they'll say like we need um, spring flags and I feel comfortable to go out on my own and figure out what is trending and kind of sketch towards what I think is relevant for like the next wave. Um, so I kind of think I'm a, like a grab bag. I can do any of those things. Which is a nice insurance policy when you can do both because if you I would imagine that if you can only do one or the other, you're more limited in your presentations and what the companies feel you can do for them, right? Mm -hmm. Am I making well, that? Well, especially in art licensing, because if, if you can provide um, different approaches, it allows you to do work for more companies because you know, there a lot of the companies. One of the differentiating things are is the artists that work with them, and so if you can provide one look for this company and a different look for the other company, that's that's going to help you uh, have more longevity in the in that world. I believe is Creative Co-op one of the largest these days uh, gift companies that you design for um Demdeco and Creative Co-op are are our top um creative we we do about this well Kenzie does doesn't do as much for Demdeco I do more for them than she does but um yeah I would say they're they're definitely up there mm -hmm. I we we worked with Creative Co-op for a while and they oh yeah you did yeah, yeah. We, line to line and they sold magazines um, to their uh, smaller stores so it was a great company I loved working with them it was yeah it was we weren't as successful as we were hoping we would be we were hoping that the magazine brand would drive the line and it didn't right. it didn't make a difference uh, so um, we only did one year we only worked with them for one year but it was a great experience yeah, we do love the products they make with what we provide to them. Because, yeah. you know, it's different with every company how involved you are in, in actually taking the art and putting it onto product. Um, with them, we pretty much send the art and then they take it from there. It's and kind they, of like a surprise when we see <laughs> it like yeah, in the yeah. showroom, like a good surprise because they're very talented. So yeah, we really trust them and trust that they're not going to put product out that they're not happy with. And so we're always oohing and awing when yes. we're in the, their show, like, oh, look at this. This is so cool. And, you know, it's it's exciting. But I also think I'll send you a sample line before you go to show. 
we don't see samples. Um, it, like I said, it's different with every company. Well, uh, what you see. Samples. Well, they, we send samples after this. We get them after oh, the show. Right. Yeah. But we don't always see the products as they're being developed. Right. Um, and then we, we do get big boxes full of samples afterwards that we love. Mm-hmm. Do you get to keep your samples? We do. And we, we used to, for years, we would have a big sample sale once a year at our old studio, but now they're all in our basement. I don't know if people are going to want to come to the country for the sale, but it was a, it was a highlight for a lot of people every year because they would do their Christmas shopping at our sample sale. Oh, I'll bet. Uh, yeah, that makes fun. perfect sense. Yeah, those were fun. Mm-hmm. So do you both find that you decorate with your own art and your own styles or because you work with it all day long do you collect other artists work and surround yourself with something different than what you're creating kind of both what she dec- she i'm laughing because i barely decorate for christmas and oh. K- kenzie's way better at it than are I you am. talking specifically christmas or no i'm just talking general? your homes as general oh well, yeah well your home uh, yeah, well, you can talk about your home. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I don't hang usually any of my own work. My husband does. You know, he'll all of a sudden get a wild hair and hang up a painting or two. I don't think to do that. Um, I would like to have more art from my friends. And so I have some ideas around that because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I have... I would like to start collecting work from my artist friends and showing that more. But honestly, I don't, I don't put a lot of time into my, my home, sadly, because when I go to other artists, friends, homes that they curate everything so beautifully and everything, there's eye candy everywhere. I get, you know, like, I just get so excited, but I just, that's not where I put my time. So I appreciate it, but I don't do it. Kenzie does it more than I do. Yeah, but I'm kind of the same way. Like, I'm not constantly focused on what is next to update in my home. But, like, I focus my time in other areas more so. I will say, like, I think that the way my house is decorated is the reflection of my style. Um, But mine is not because I live with a man who is very OCD and doesn't like anything that's been used by anybody else (laughs) and and I'm Miss Flea Market so (laughs) if this home were my home and I didn't share it with anyone it would look very different yeah I would have like really great antique vintage pieces and I don't so all of that is in my studio crammed in there I put (laughs) (laughs) I don't have that issue as much because my husband generally is fine with however I decorate, but he is more money cognizant and like, you know, updates and renovations cost money and time with little kids is challenging. Like I have other things that I need to be doing rather than focusing solely on house projects. (laughs) Well, it's a, it's definitely all guided by how old we are and what stage of life we're yeah. in and where your focus is. And it changes, right, Lori? I mean, it's changed oh, yeah. over the years. Yeah, yeah definitely. 
And but I think you spend more time curating things and putting things out. I tend to be, I hoard them all in my, my little studio, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think artists uh, as a general group, now, of course, not everyone, but artists as a general group are collectors of mm -hmm. things. I mean, you just... Yeah. You don't know why you collect them. You don't need them right now sometimes, but you're sure you're going to it someday. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that's, a, yeah. Yeah. That's it's, very true. Yeah. It's, uh, I remember I just, after COVID, I live in this, I, I've lived in the same little apartment for a very long time, but with COVID, I turned the extra room, which is just a larger bedroom, but into my studio. So I put one whole wall of bookshelves and my daughter, who is exactly the opposite of me, who has walked in and said, I said, don't you love my shelves? And she said, mom, you can put more stuff on one bookshelf than anyone I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, um... That's why we, you know, we don't go uh, furniture shopping together because yeah. <laughs> When my brother-in-law, the first time he came to our house, he was just like walking around and like taking everything in. He's like, there is so much to look at. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even really feel like my house has like a ton of just stuff everywhere. Well, but what, he, what's funny is she, tell the story about the mural on your one wall. Oh, <laughs> so um, I love the designer Orla Keeley. And um, in our living room, when we moved in, we've lived in our house for nine years, but um, I painted a mural that looks like an Orla Keeley print inspired by, and I like stenciled it. And so we were living with my parents at the time so that we could take time um, to paint everything before we moved in. So one day the mural was like about halfway done and our mattress was being delivered and my husband was here for the mattress delivery people but I was not here and he, the guys saw the paint stuff everywhere and they were like oh are you doing your painting and Jameson was like yeah we're trying to get everything ready and the guy is in the living room and he points to the wall that I'm painting this mural on. and he goes you're gonna paint over that right <laughs> <laughs> and my husband was like actually my wife is working on that <laughs> and the guy was like oh I'm sorry but like said it in a way like sorry you have to live with that not like sorry I put my foot in my mouth <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> yeah. yeah it's all a matter of perspective that's yes <laughs> yes <laughs> That's well, funny. you guys, this is the part of our podcast that I hate the very most. And that is when it comes to an end, because I know our, I know for myself and our listeners that we can listen to your stories all day long. You are <laughs> delightful and talented and have so much to share. But at the end, as Lori knows, I always ask two things. And so I'm going to ask them of both of you. So Lori, we're always going to start with you because you you were first and older and, you know, we 
should always be first. I think the older we get, <laughs> always be first in we, life. <laughs> we are the we are the queen. We are the queens, and we're going to hold that position for as long as we possibly can. That's right. <laughs> so the first thing I ask is if you would share a secret that the audience may not know, and what I have to say about to all of you who are listening. Um, Lori's going to share a different secret, but you have to go listen to her first podcast about her secret because it is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I listen to that, I just laugh right out loud. I love that. So what's your second secret? (laughs) Um, Let's see. So I can't use the same one. You have to use a different one. Um... I don't know if I shared this in the first one, but I once met, did I talk about meeting Flava Flav? (laughs) Oh, well, one time I was in an airport. This isn't a secret really, but it's just a funny story. So I, I find myself in places where celebrities are pretty often. Some of them, I don't even know who they are. (laughs) <laughs> like like Flava Flav, he's walking through an airport. He has this big clock on his, you know, hanging around him, and people are like pointing. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> and they told me, so I call my son. I'm like, Tanner, do you know who Flava Flav is? And he's like, yeah. And I said, you want his autograph? And so I put him on the phone with Flava Flav, and Flava goes stay cool. He thought his name was Candace. It wasn't Tanner. He goes Candace. <laughs> stay cool, stay in school or something like that. And then sign an autograph for me. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's one of my little stories. It's a good one. It's a good one. I would never walk up to somebody who was famous. I would be terrified. If it's somebody that I'm really in awe of, I don't, I wouldn't. But if it's somebody like a sports hero or something like that then and I'm getting the autograph for one of my kids then I totally would yeah you can do a lot of things for your kids and have (laughs) okay Kinsey how about you um oh man okay this is more of a story too not really so much a secret but um my husband he proposed to me on a hot air balloon oh and um (laughs) while we were soaring through the sky and he had just asked me so I was like looking at the ring and all excited and the guy flying the balloon started patting me on the head and I was like is this like a weird congratulatory thing like why is he touching me my hair had caught on fire so the flame from the balloon like jumped to my hair and I had hairspray in because it was like curly and it started to like singe so he was patting out the flames <laughs> you know that's really not funny I mean, I mean it, it is funny really though because serious, right like, I know well it really wasn't scary because he got it out like almost immediately before I oh, even yeah. knew what was happening but you could tell he was so worried that we were gonna like sue or something and oh. I'm literally on cloud nine I'm like I don't care <laughs> my hair's gone whatever <laughs> So for their wedding, for the little handout things, they they gave matchbooks with a little hot air balloon. Oh, <laughs> oh that's cute. That is really, really cute. That's why I love artists, right? Yeah. You have the greatest ideas and you do the funnest things and everything's literally a party. I mean, like yeah. it didn't matter. You were yeah. celebrating, right? And you were so I mean, excited. it could have gotten a lot 
darker. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, it probably isn't the first time it's happened to him, so he's probably I don't know. You know he seemed pretty. He seemed pretty shocked. Did like, he? Yeah, like. <laughs> but then we were well, joking that like I was so excited that I was spontaneously combusting. <laughs> Well, plus Jameson wouldn't hand you the ring because he was afraid oh, yeah. you'd drop it over he the kept... side of the balloon. <laughs> so my husband's an engineer. He always has a plan and he's very meticulous. So he told me after the fact, well, before he asked me to marry him, he said, if I give you something, do you promise not to drop it? And I'm still like not even registering that he's about to propose. Like, I'm just like, okay, whatever, just hand it to me. So then he like proposes and then he said that his whole plan was that if I had dropped the ring, he was going to take his shoe off and throw it over so that there was like a. Luckily, we didn't have to go down that road. But... <laughs> That's so Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. Different thought processes, totally, right? Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. I love you both. Okay, so my <laughs> thing that I like you to share, and I always explain why, because um, if this is someone's first uh, podcast, I, I think uh, people are people's personalities and what they believe can are can be expressed in very few words but it's really hard to express what you feel and who you are in a few words if you're writing about yourself just gets kind of longer and longer mm -hmm. right which is why I love quotes and greeting cards the when you talked about Kinsey about designing greeting cards I have a huge collection of greeting cards one for the art but mostly for the quotes and I go through them all the time because I think it's so profound my goal in life is to say something very profound in 10 words or less I have not yet reached it. I can do it, <laughs> but I can't do it, but I'm, I'm still working on it. I mean, it, I'm not done. So um, I always ask everybody for their favorite quote, because I think it speaks volumes about who you are on the inside. So Lori, you start. Well, I have a brand new one that just happened recently through an experience I had. I, I went to give a blood sample and the the woman that was taking my blood when I walked in the room she really didn't acknowledge me or talk to me or anything and then at, while we're doing it or after she was sharing with me that she had recently through COVID lost two of her sisters and her granddaughter and, you know, we were just really kind of bonding. And then she shared um, that her clients or the, the, the patients that she's working with are her vitamin D. And whenever someone walks in the room, she says a prayer for them. And so that's what she was doing when I walked in the room. She was saying a prayer for me. And then she says the other thing that she does throughout the day is she says to herself over and over, I can, I will because that's kept her going after some pretty, you know, really hard tragedy that she's endured. And so I loved, I loved her. And by the end of, we were crying and hugging by the end of it. And so the words, I can, I will, I think are, that's my new favorite go-to. 
Oh, and it should be for all of us, right? It's such a good lesson. The frontline workers were such heroes during, they always have been, but it was so concentrated in those days that it was just so horrific. Oh, I love that. Thank you very much. And Kinsey, how about yours? So I have a couple. So will I have to do a second one when I'm on it again? Yep. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will. Okay. <laughs> So I love, um, I'm kind of like you, I love wordplay and I love really consolidated messaging. And I think that Morgan Harper Nichols is like such a profound visionary when it comes to words. Um, and I actually did an illustration with this quote before, um, but it's through sun and rain, you will bloom all the same. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And I bet you've done some beautiful artwork to go with that, right? I'm Have not, it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's cool. <laughs> and your mom loves it. So, <laughs> well, I want to thank you both from the bottom of my heart from, for sharing your time and your stories with me and the readers and the magazines. And um, we wish you all the best. The only disappointment that I have during our podcast from the kitchen table is when our time is over for today. It is such an honor for me to be able to create a moment for each of us to be together to share our stories. I can promise you, and you can trust me, no matter how easy these guests make the journey appear, it wasn't. They each started by taking the first step, together and alone, frightened and inspired, ready or not, each one moving ever forward simply doing what they love to do, and that is create. Because we are a community which is based on our support of one another, please remember to leave a review. Leave a review not only for these magazines, but for each other. It is a small investment of your time and yet an enormous gift to each of our guests that are working so very hard to be the best they can be in their chosen field. If you have any questions or want to know more, please visit womencreate.com. As you know, I am a lover of quotes and to end this chapter of From My Kitchen Table, I want to share my favorite quote with you. And that is, I love each of you and all of you with a thousand hearts. Until our next From My Kitchen Table, stay safe, keep notes and take lots of pictures. <laughs>